0: Hi, guys. Uh, welcome to another edition of Culture Class Podcast, uh, the podcast where we get to talk to interesting people from different backgrounds, get to learn about other cultures, and divulge that information to our listeners. Uh, my name is Nosayari and welcome to another episode. Today, I have a friend who was actually recommended by Natasha, uh, who I had, I don't want to say on my last episodes because I'm not exactly sure when I'm going to post this, but um, the episode with Natasha Barlas. Uh, a couple of episodes ago or maybe last episode and she recommended Romina so uh, welcome Romina
1: thank you so much for having me here
0: Romina Ferreira Ferreira. okay I have to get that <laughs> we need to work on that one yeah. a little bit but
1: say that again Ferreira Ferreira yeah
0: okay okay cool cool <laughs> And Romina is actually from Uruguay. Yeah. Oh, is it Uruguay or Uruguay? Uruguay. Uruguay. Yeah. Okay, so the G is kind of silence, and the U is U, not U. Yeah,
1: it's U, because that's a uh, Spanish pronunciation, so it's it's U. Okay. Um.
0: But the G is, I don't hear you saying Uruguay. the Y. Yeah,
1: Uruguay.
0: Oh, so it's Uruguay. 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 Okay, so Romina, Ferre- Romina Ferreira from Uruguay. Exactly. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. To- Thank you so much for having me. How have you been? How's your week been so far?
1: It's been good. Um, Yeah, We I work at the Intermedia Development Bank. so um. It's been busy. Yeah, it's, it has been busy, but also yesterday we went to Kings Dominion. To where? King's Dominion is an amusement park. Okay. And we have this one year, like once per year, we have a day off uh, work and they take us to King's Dominion with our families and stuff like you can bring your children. Nice.
0: Oh, on the bank's dime, right? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Anywhere in the country or just uh, within the area?
1: It's No, it's only to this amusement
0: park. So it's oh, to all, that particular... Yeah, to uh, Kings
1: Dominion.
0: Oh, okay, okay, okay. We oh, should I have recorded the episode yesterday. <laughs> 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 so I could say I'm your brother or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, it's all good. Um, when I was checking, something interesting about you, something I want to start with. You actually went to school in four different countries, mm-hmm. or four different cities, or countries. London, the United States, Hong Kong, and Uruguay. Wow.
1: Yeah, I like I I loved studying, and I always was very good at um, keeping my grades high. So I got scholarships for traveling for all these places. So it was
0: it was very interesting, yeah, to have. Oh wait, wait! All four universities were on scholarships.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow, that's impressive. What's what's the secret to keeping (laughs) what's the secret to keeping grades high, man?
1: Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. My the last time, so here in the US, my Rates weren't that high. So, yeah, I think I lost the yeah. recipe. <laughs> I, I think you're yeah, just being modest. I think my own <laughs> challenge
0: is, I always have challenge focusing, yeah. um, especially if I could have chosen my own subjects and courses right from when I was in uh, elementary school up to now, that just you know, picked a little bit of what philosophy, a bit of history, mm-hmm. uh, maybe some mathematics, uh, drawing some real estate, do some stuff. But when I... Take courses I'm not interested in. It takes me a while. After one or two lectures, I'm just like to hell with it. If it's something I'm really interested in, I'll I'll do well. If it's something I'm not interested in, I won't put in efforts and I don't really care if I do well or not. So I'm just like, I won't fail. But, like, if I actually, like, and someone has actually told you that before that. You need to apply yourself more in school. I was like, yeah, that's school, <laughs> School and life, they are two different things.
1: Yeah, no, it's true. So, it's true. And, actually, I think a lot of people from for my previous, you know, schools, that they didn't do as well as I did um, in school, you know, with grades and stuff. But actually, they have very very good careers and they're very passionate about some, like, specific. Yeah, for example, a friend of mine, I remember, he was very good at anything in finance. Mm. all the courses of finance, but then if you would take him out of finance, you know, like we have all our courses at school and he would be very bad at them, you know, and now he, ha- he has a very good career in banking and he loves it, but yeah, I mean, based on school, you would never say that he was going to do so well because, you know, like the kids' grades were
0: not. So it's, maybe it's probably all about self awareness and knowing yeah. what you can do and knowing what you like and kind yeah. of finding that niche.
1: But for me, like, as I said, I loved, I always loved learning. And then I, I feel like I was always interested in all the different courses we had. Um,
0: so just like absorbing information. Absorbing
1: information. Gotcha. And yeah, and I never had like a. Concentrate like a focusing um, issue until until I got here until I got to the US. um I think also because I had to, like I took a break from studying because I was working, you know, and then like when I went back, it was a little bit hard for me to like
0: I kind of what my. Oh, so there was a break before you came to the US. That's why maybe you lost the momentum yeah. a little
1: bit. Yeah, because I did a, so I did undergrad and then I finished like. A, all Uruguay, London, and Hong Kong were doing undergrad right? Then okay. I worked for two years, and then I came here, and and I kind of like forgot all my old techniques about studying. You know? uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, it happens.
1: So, but yes yeah. no, but it, there is advice if you need um, to focus at some point. I really like the to make, like the pomodoro rule. Have you heard about that? The what? Pomodoro rule. No. So it's a focusing rule that you're, um, you put a timer and there are actually there, like if you Google, um, Pomodoro timer, you're going to find Pomodoro. Pomodoro is P O M O D O R O. Pomodoro. Pomodoro. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. So how does it work?
1: And it's, um, you're focused for about like 45 minutes and then you have a five minutes break. Then.
0: 45 minutes. how do you get focus for 45 minutes what how do you maintain focus for that well
1: that they that's the rule like they i'm not i'm not sure about the specific study and where this came from but they're saying that in general, like we can get focused for forty five minutes and after that you kind of like lose oh, your okay. train of thought so it's good to have a five minutes break gotcha. and then go back. And we're
0: talking about reading here, right? Because some people assimilate information by maybe audio and uh, I Some yeah. people prefer you know being in class or you
1: know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like so that. I'm talking about reading. Yeah, gotcha. like doing homeworks and things like that.
0: Okay, okay, cool, cool. that's a good tip mm-hmm. uh so let me ask you one question of of these four cities you live you went to school in mm-hmm. uh Uruwai, um london Hong kong, and u s which has the nicest weather
1: <laughs> um, I would say Montevideo, yes, Uruguay, because it's very mild, you know, like during the the summer it gets into do you also speak in Celsius, right? Like, oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> yes.
0: No Fahrenheit here. No Fahrenheit Celsius, here. kilometers, <laughs> no. <laughs> not miles on
1: Fahrenheit, Gotcha. I still don't know how to do Fahrenheit, <laughs> and I've been here for two years. Preach. Um. Yeah. No. So Montevideo has like in the summer you can get uh, like maximum to 35.
0: And it's Monte. Um sorry. What was the city?
1: Montevideo is the capital of Uruguay. Montevideo. Montevideo.
0: Oh, Montevideo.
1: Montevideo, yeah. Okay,
0: Montevideo. I, I apologize. I'm learning. I'm no, learning. It's good.
1: But actually, your, your pronunciation is pretty good because I, sometimes I can't even understand when they're joking. <laughs> I don't know when they say, like, oh, you're from Uruguay, but they say it's so weird that I don't know. Gotcha. Um, yeah. And during the winter, it gets to zero, maybe. Oh, it snows time. in Uruguay? No, it doesn't uh, snow. Okay. And it's next to, like, it's all coast. Montevideo is, like, all surrounded by coast. Nice. So that's make it, That I think that makes it also milder, you know, because it's
0: not that warm with that. So nice. Is it like the typical South American beach uh, kind of feeling?
1: Yeah, but it's very, like, so Uruguay is very south. So it's not, um, I mean, it's not comparable to, like, Colombia or anything like that. You know, it's, like, very, very in the south. So it gets where they would get cold. Um, yeah.
0: so, so what are the countries, when you say South-South, like what, what are the countries close to Uruguay? Or yes. that share a border with Uruguay?
1: Argentina. Oh, okay. That's Chile. not Chile. Uh,
0: okay, maybe Chile. Is Argentina that far South?
1: Argentina is very South. And also, uh, like, the thing is, Argentina is huge, right? So, like, do you have parts that are borders with Paraguay or Bolivia, and then you have... You know, like the southest point on Earth, which is Tierra del Pueblo. Gotcha. Um, but, yeah, in Uruguay, it's like in between, you know, like in the middle of Argentina. I mean, next to the like middle of Argentina. Gotcha.
0: So, okay, Uruguay has the nicest weather. And are this, I'm assuming that these four cities, you you lived in these four cities, obviously, because you went to school there. But well, have you lived in any other cities uh, for, like, maybe six months or more?
1: No, I lived in, in, in these four, and then I lived... Oh yeah, I lived in Buenos Aires, so in front of. Oh, so Argentina. Argentina, yeah. Gotcha. After yeah, after I finished my undergrad, I moved to Argentina for work. Um, I got a position there in HSBC. Actually, it was bank- banking too. Nice. Yeah.
0: Is it, is it a common thing within South America um, to move around a lot? Like within West Africa, for instance, where I'm from, like it, it's a, a little common because we have something called ECOWAS, right, which is like a regional block. And we can it's easy to find like Ghanaians working in Nigeria or Nigerians uh, in Abidjan or doing business here. It's like the movement within West Africa is pretty much... Uh, Seamless. Is it the same thing uh, in South America, or the visa process kind of like restricts? We yeah
1: sorry. We also have a regional block. Actually, it's called the Mercosur. So it's like the um United Market of the South. So that's Argentina, Paraguay, Brazil, and Uruguay. At some point, Venezuela was there. Oh. Um, and we kicked out, uh, we kicked out <laughs> Paraguay. I don't know. Uh, I was,
0: when? Yeah. Was it after the whole thing, the economic thing, or before?
1: It was after. It was uh, so during. It's recent. It's recent yeah. Gotcha. But it doesn't work that well. We do have, it's easy for us to get IDs for the other places. So when I went to Argentina, it took me a week to get an ID. Okay. When for other people, it would take, you know, like a month or something. That's Um, not that bad, I guess. Yeah, it's not that bad, but it's not very common to see people um, moving around, you know, I think around like that area. I think mostly in Uruguay, a lot of people just emigrate to Europe or to the U.S. if they can. And
0: and can you tell um, by, let's say, accents and looking at someone, can you tell oh, this person's from Argentina, this person is from
1: Uruguay? Not really, no. Um, We have different words, like, but very specific words, you know. And then if you talk a lot with that person, you would know.
0: You would know, okay. But
1: for example, when I moved to Buenos Aires, I would take a taxi, and for, in order for them not to recognize that I'm not from the city, because they would charge me more, or like you know, like do rides outside of what I ask, so they could charge me more. Um, I would just say that I was from there, and they wouldn't realize. So.
0: Gotcha. Uh, one question: Was Evita big? Uh, in South America in the 90s, there was this movie that Madonna did. Evita. Yeah. <laughs> it was a thing back home where I was from because it was a little big. Yeah. In Nigeria, especially. Among, really? In
1: Nigeria?
0: Yeah. Especially, so there are some movies. So, um, telenovelas are a big thing in Nigeria. Like, wow. yeah, a big thing. Like, um, I don't know, as far back as Secrets of the Sand and, The uh, Gardner's Daughter. And uh, what's Diego and Paloma, what's that, When You Are Mine? I don't know the Spanish, because, you know, they translate it to English. um, But there's this... That's funny. Yeah, but people who are listening to this podcast obviously know (laughs) where I am. And it it was like, uh, it it started off brewing, because, so women... Didn't used to have the opportunities they have now Or not as much okay. So uh, it was common to have like housewives Back in the 90s and the 80s uh, okay. So a lot of wives and mothers After, you know, maybe the kids go to school Or whatever, you know, they'll, they'll slot in uh, VHS or, mm-hmm. or, or watch on the TV Of uh, mm-hmm. South American telenovelas And mm-hmm. of course... The entertainment is dictated by the mother. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone has to get into it, the father, the children. So it just became this thing. Yeah. And it's just interesting to see how that's still a thriving industry to today. Like if you go to um, most Nigerian and African cable providers have uh, Telemundo and Televista and some of these wow. networks. If not, they won't sell like yeah, customers that you know mainly you know women so they have to like get that
1: well that's yeah. i I had no idea about that but yeah i evita was huge and in terms of politics um Argent, Ar, Ar, yeah Argentina Argentina is very hard to understand like their economy and their politics is impossible to understand even for their own argentinians you know like mm-hmm. it, it makes no sense and peronism which is um Perón was Evita's husband, right?
0: You know what, I can't really remember. I think yeah. I can just remember the songs. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, so
0: like... Don't cry for me, Argentina. Exactly. All that. Yeah. So,
1: so, yeah, Perón, he, I mean, it's, it was so big for for the politics that still today, like every single uh, party is saying that they have something from Perón, you know, like Perón. Mm, wow. Um. Yeah, but Evita, yeah. And going back to telenovelas, that's crazy. It's the same. We have the same back home, you know, like, I mean, now we have more women working, you know, in the workforce, but before it, it used to be the same, a lot of housewife and a lot of telenovela culture, you know, like everyone would be looking at watching telenovelas. I remember like getting back from school and I'm from a super small town, so we don't have a lot of things to do there. And it was like watching telenovelas from five to nine PM or ten PM where you want
0: to spend. Oh wait, so you're yeah, not from the capital Montevideo, you're yeah, yeah, from a smaller town.
1: I'm from a small town. It's called Dolores.
0: Dolores.
1: A- Dolores, which Dolores means Spain.
0: What? <laughs> a town is called Pain? <laughs> What's the history? <laughs>
1: it's because uh, there is um we in Latin America we're all mostly Catholics, right? And, uh, because of Spain. And there is um version how do you call it? The, yeah, it's a version, right? It's the, the version of Pains, you know? like And then that's how the town is called, like that, because of that version, like a Catholic version. Yeah.
0: How, how far how far is it uh, from the city, from the capital?
1: It's 300 kilometers. Yeah, it's not that far. Okay, and it's so not much bad. Yeah, we do, Uruguay is mostly. Um, agricultural and, and meat producer. So in the town, it's it's an agricultural town. So we have a lot of soybean exported. Um, and actually, in the, because of the commodity booms that happened, you know, like um, in the early 2000s. Yeah. Um,
0: there
1: is, I mean, it has been developing a lot. I mean, it's a small town still, but you can see that there is more money, you know, in the town because there is a lot of. Uh, commodities being sold. Um, although now the prices have been going down, so that's also funny. It's, it's very dependent on the prices of soybeans It's very specific, you know. And yeah, and that was very interesting about being in China because I was doing research. At some point, I was studying and then I was working.
0: Okay. And
1: I was doing research on the commodity dependency of Latin America. You know that their exports to China, because mm-hmm. the commodity boom was. Mm, Cost driven by, by China, as, yeah. as all things are, or as yeah, most, things, most are. things are, and then it was, yeah, it was very interesting to see, like, you know, like, the macro view of what was happening in my small town, you know, and how that was happening in all Latin America with all their different commodities, but, um, yeah, we're very dependent on, on China, and, like, yeah, for example, now, well, I don't know if you want me to keep no, talking no, no, no. About, no, it. Talk about it. Talk about it. Um, because the soybean is used to feed pork, right? To mm. feed, yeah. And Yeah, I don't know if you if you are aware that China is having having like a huge pork disease.
0: Yeah, they they bought the largest pork producer in the U.S. Right? I was watching something like the CEO had to go to Congress to like before they could approve the sale. Wow, I didn't know that. That was crazy. mm -hmm. I can understand Huawei, but pork is.
1: Yeah, (laughs) but the thing is that they back home, like back in China, they're killing all this pork because they have a disease. Um, and now we are not selling soybean that much because, you know, like they don't have porks to feed, to feed gotcha. and that's, yeah, driving the prices down, and you can see that in my small town. <laughs> wow.
0: So the, wait, okay, that I'll assume that there are other uses, but feeding pork is like the primary use. That's the
1: soy. primary use, yeah, but of there soy. are another use. Like we eat soybean a lot too, and...
0: Why not just start a... Pig? Why not just make pork, uh, pork, uh, pig farming a thing in your city? So you grow the soybeans, you feed it, you process the pork, then export the bacon to China. If that
1: works. Yeah. But it's not that simple. No, I think. In we are, as I said, we are huge cow like cow meat producers. Um, there are there is a fine uh, ratio. We have like four cows per person back home. Oh wow. <laughs> But, um, so
0: no one is vegetarian, huh? <laughs> no,
1: there are vegetarians, yeah. But in terms of how many cows there are in the country, there are a lot of cows. Gotcha. And the thing is that, I mean, it would be super expensive, right, to, like, to sheep that pork to China. I mean, even if you're like shipping like livestock, or you're like you know like or maybe like processed pork.
0: Like you, you grow the pork. Um, you um, I don't know what's the word, but you like pig farming basically. Yeah. Like, the pigs, you feed the pigs, then actually um kill the pigs, process the pigs into pork or whatever pig products there are, and then send them to different markets if it's China, whatever they need. That's just a uh,
1: yeah. Just I, a suggestion, I, yeah. but that
0: might that might be a way of integrating and um, granting, But I digress. <laughs> but um, so growing up, you talked about women not women not having the opportunities that they have now uh, back home, and you not being in the capital. You know, coming from a small town, were you deliberate about you know using education to get out there and get all the scholarships to go out there, and, or you were from a family who just wanted all the um, children, you know, but males and females who I go out there yeah, that's, experience.
1: That's I mean I didn't I wasn't so aware about this when I was growing up. It's more now that I mean I'm very um I'm very involved in all like gender equality, yeah, organisms and stuff. So now I'm more aware about it. But I think I was just very lucky, if you might say that because I'm, I'm an only child, so oh, wow. for me, my parents were always very focused on me being independent because at some point they were not going to be there, and yeah, and then I could see, like, in my family, I have, two, like, my cousins, for example, they're both, like, a girl and a boy, and then another pair of cousins are also, like, a girl and a boy, and you can see a huge difference raising them up, mm. you know, like, that the parents do with them and also with my friends is the same like I remember I don't know small things but they wouldn't teach my girlfriends how to drive until they would be like 17 or something and then they would give the cars to the guys guys when they're 14 something that it's by the way illegal back home and things like that you know like or they would be very focused on us having very good grades, and then if the guys would have bad grades, they would make jokes about it. You know, they would be something funny. It would be something like lot like they would allow just because of gender. So yeah, I think being an only child maybe like he'll. I don't know. Maybe if I would have had a brother, it would be the same. But I, I think it wouldn't. I think that my parents kind of like were forced to. Teach me to be like this because of
0: that <laughs> and, and is that a common thing Being an only child or most uh, how, how are families A typical family in Uruguay Are they large families uh, Do you live together with an extended family Or is it just like you and your parents Were like maybe two, three kids on the average
1: Yeah, no, it's I mean, I wouldn't say it's Very weird, it's pretty common I mean, it's not the majority The majority of people has like a, a sibling It's mostly like two um, siblings or like three ch- children per family. Um, but we are having less and less uh, children, you know, like they're, yeah, the families are not big on, at all, like it's four people per family or something. And
0: else. this is just preference, right? It has nothing to do with like government intervention or regular. Uh...
1: No, it's preference. Okay. We do have, which is, I'm not saying that it's, I mean, it has been like this for a lot of years, you know, like the, the, um, birth, it's going down for years, but also now, which is not related, but also now, like the government is very open in terms of, we have like legal abortion and things like that. So
0: Really? Yeah. So. In Uruguay? In Uruguay. Oh man, some states here are still. <laughs> yeah,
1: they're still like fighting. No, in terms of Uruguay, I think in it's very advanced. For my, because some people would be against that, right? But yeah, in terms of like how, um,
0: I'm sure the Catholic Church is against that. Uh,
1: that's the thing. <clears throat> Sorry, Uruguay was the first country in America to separate the church from the state back in like 1930s, and then we're very liberal in our, not in the economy, but in the part in you know like what people can do, in, you know like rights and stuff. So like we have. Equal marriage, we have abortion. Um, oh, cool, cool.
0: And how many languages do you speak?
1: Um, I speak English, Spanish, Portuguese. Otherwise, close to Brazil, so we speak... Well, I don't know, I speak Portuguese. Gotcha. <laughs> and then I, I used to speak Mandarin pretty well.
0: Really? Yeah,
1: but now it, it's not good at oh, all.
0: Oh, from your time in Hong Kong?
1: Yeah, I actually learned Mandarin during undergrad. And then I moved wait. They speak Mandarin in Hong Kong. Yes. No, they speak Cantonese. Cantonese, yeah, I, yeah. So I learned Mandarin in undergrad. Then I moved to Hong Kong, and of course they would speak Cantonese, so I couldn't practice it in uh, Undergrad, what city? Montevideo. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Was, Far away in South America, you learned Mandarin. Was that in school or was it just you personally?
1: No, it was in school. Like we, my degree is called international business, so we were very focused on uh, like abroad, right, and and. Languages and they would teach you. They would like you had to know one language. It would be English or Portuguese and Mandarin. And I knew already English and Portuguese, so I went for Mandarin. Okay,
0: okay. so so can you say like mi nombre es Romina in uh, Mandarin? Oh, my name is Romina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get the accent right. Like, no. Mi, mi that's perfect,
1: is... <laughs> but I, like, you were saying Spanish. Um, oh,
0: yeah. oh, Portuguese.
1: Yeah. I, okay, Portuguese? Mm-hmm. Or Mandarin? I, my, I can say Mandarin, it would be Ni hao, washi Romina Washi, wo, shu, wo Ni hao is like a greeting, right? Yeah, ni hao is hi Hi, okay And then it's Washi shu, Wa shu is like, I am Romina
0: Okay. Um, oh, sure, Romina. oh that makes sense now. I don't I'm thinking yeah. about all the Chinese I I I about I digress. Yeah,
1: but if anyone is listening to this and knows Mandarin they would be like, Oh the pronunciation is that bad because I haven't spoken Chinese in your
0: course. No, months, but it's still a good years. skill. Like uh, even though you don't like um no, hundred percent. At least you can understand if you happen to be in uh, mainland China. China, you can understand what people are talking about, and you have a grasp or some grasp of the mm, language. So. Yeah.
1: No. For example, here in the US, for example, half of my cohort uh, at size they were Chinese, right? And then I would. I mean, I'm not able to speak anymore because I'm just like out of practice. But I can understand mostly what they're saying, so if they're saying something bad about me in Mandarin, I
0: would, I would yeah. <laughs> Is it true that the, I would say Mandarin has about like a thousand alphabets. Is that correct? Like one word I heard, like one word in English and I don't know, like, I know that you're yeah, not an expert on Mandarin or anything, mm-hmm. but like one word in English is like maybe three or four words in Mandarin. So it's like a, Richer vocabulary and like they have more letters and mm-hmm. more alphabet, so it's like to make a simple sentence might be a little bit longer, and that's why they talk a little fast. I don't know. I don't even know if you had the right person to ask. If, but just, yeah,
1: no, no. You're, and and I also think so. They're very specific. That's what you're saying that they're very. Spe- they have like very specific words for different things.
0: Or no, uh, actually, that they have longer words. Like um, if I want to say my name is. Uh, that's three syllables, right? My yeah. name is, but in Mandarin, it might be maybe seven or eight syllables, that kind of thing. I don't
1: know. I, know my, in, yeah, I don't know. In my experience, I thought Mandarin was very hard to learn because of the characters, right? Because you have to learn out of nothing. That, like, oh, you're not also learning how to write and everything yeah. in school. Oh, okay. But in terms of grammar, in terms of grammar, it wasn't that hard, actually, because they don't, in Spanish, it's it's very hard because you have different fun. Spanish is very hard. That's the first time I've
0: ever heard someone say yes. that. People always say it's easy to learn Spanish. Actually, Spanish and French.
1: Really? Yeah, that's what people I, always say. But I don't know. I don't know. I think it's complicated because we have gender for the words, right? And then it's very hard to know every single like. That no, is French, a, French! has genders. Yeah, words. the same thing. Yeah, it's so, the same thing. But it's hard to memorize all the... Because, for example, window is a female, and how do you relate that? How do you know that window is a female, you know? Gotcha, gotcha. Um, And then you also change the verbs based on if the
0: window is a female or not. Well, okay. Okay, um, guys, if you're listening to us right now, do me a favor and just take a screenshot of uh, your screen screen. we're up on Spotify now. Uh, we just got up on Spotify about two days ago, so uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on SoundCloud, wherever, take a screenshot of your screen, uh, share it on your Instagram stories, share it on your WhatsApp stories, uh, what's a popular chatting app in South America, in Uruguay? WhatsApp, WhatsApp, right? Yeah. Hey, share on your WhatsApp stories. Yes, you <laughs> only international only international people who understand what WhatsApp. When I came to US, everyone was like, Well, what's up? Everyone uses like uh, an Apple, an iPhone, so they just use uh, a group chat or whatever. But well, anyway, cool. So we're in soccer season right now. Yeah. And truth be told, I have a certain a little bit, not a lot, but a little <laughs> bit of Animosity against uh, Uruguay, Uruguay. and you know why?
1: <laughs> yeah, because Ghana first. <laughs> no, well, not necessarily. Well,
0: Ghana, yes, uh, but yeah, Ghana, true. Uh, but even though I'm Nigerian, I can remember 2010.
1: Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Okay.
0: 2010, they knocked uh, Ghana out. But the very first match with uh, or the second match, the first match with the second match with the hosts, Bafana mm-hmm. Bafana, South Africa. And Forland was on fire that, that year Yeah,
1: I know That
0: that year And I'm not sure if Suarez has started biting people already back then But the way they played And it was like 3-0 And South Africa was hosting the World Cup And I think Mandela was still alive Died like maybe two years later Word. So it was just like heartbreaking to see that But undoubtedly, I think they, they got all the way to the semifinals that year, 2010, yeah. and it was a fantastic team. Forland was amazing. I think it was after that World Cup, uh, Barcelona picked up Suarez, or shortly after. Yeah. I think it was in Liverpool then. Or yeah, it was so but Anyway, but are you a soccer, are you a soccer fan? Is soccer are a huge thing?
1: Yeah, I am, and the reason why we're so good at soccer is being a small country, you know? Because we are only 3 million people, it's very small. Um and we Wait, went, the whole country, the whole country. Oh,
0: you should run for president, man! <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh, I should be able to get one one and a half million votes or something. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: But um, I hope at at some point, at some day. But yeah, um, the thing, like the reason why we're so good at soccer is because everyone just plays soccer. You know, like the other sports are. No one pays attention to them, and it's kind of heartbreaking for like people that like others, like so um other sports because sometimes they go to the Olympics and things that they don't get funding because everything is into soccer. Yeah. But everyone, of course, loves soccer back home, and we, for example, in 2010, we we got like national days off you know because of soccer
0: yeah we were the opposite got national sure days of morning no. <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm
1: kidding no um but yeah 2010 was a huge experience and i was at that point i was doing two careers i was doing um i was studying in the private university and the public one and there was a, they were doing research because we have Um, suicide, like, suicide a lot, you know. um, Really? Yeah. A lot in comparison to other countries in Latin America. And which is weird because we are very developed in comparison to other countries in Latin America, but we also have, like, the highest suicide um, rates, you know. What's the cause of most
0: of that? Is it economic? Mm, Emotional?
1: I I don't know, and we, and they don't know, and that's why they were doing this research, but the point being that during 2010, the suicide dropped. rate drop yeah. to historic lows.
0: As a power of football, man. And, and that's
1: the power of football, yeah. Um, wow,
0: knowing that, maybe I feel a little better that you kicked <laughs> <kept> out, kicked <laughs> out some African teams. I can live yeah, with I that. If we're, if we're helping keep people alive, then hey, that's just what we have to do.
1: Yeah, no, one, but yeah, every time I, I meet anyone from like Nigeria or or South Africa, or Ghana. Like yeah. I, I hope I don't for, run into anyone. Is, from
0: is still playing? Is he playing in Copa America? No,
1: he's not. He's like
0: 38. They, they, uh, Suarez, obviously, is still playing, right?
1: Suarez so is still playing. He's very good still. Um, We have Cavani now.
0: Oh, yeah. The Cavani, the... Um, I think last I checked, it was at PSG. He's still at PSG, yeah. Oh, he's still at PSG. Yeah. Gotcha. I mean, that's another thing. Fortnite was so old in 2010. I think in 2010, Walker was like 33, 34. Yeah, so everyone was like, okay, this is just this dude's last. And dude still took home golden ball. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> but he's, he's a good, a he's a fantastic player. Yeah. He's a fantastic player. What other sports? I, I know you know they might not have as much attention as soccer, but what are like number two or number three sports that are popular in Uruguay? Uh, it's really hard to think because <laughs> really wow. like everything is engulfed by soccer. Yeah. No tennis, basketball, volleyball. I mean, there are lots of beaches on the coast, right? Yeah. So we do have
1: we do have um, volleyball. We have beach volleyball. We do have, of course, basketball. Um, they just built like a huge um, stadium for basketball. Um, so now it's a little bit of momentum, you know, because everyone is go- going to see basketball just because of the huge, beautiful stadium. Nice. Um, but it really, it's, it's soccer is the like, number, every, one. number one. Everyone looks. And if we have someone doing good in other sports, then like the entire country would like pay attention to that. For example, we had one guy that was very good and he's, from, from a town closer to mine.
0: I uh, say good good enough to divert people's attention from soccer.
1: No, yeah, not divert people's attention from soccer but people will watch
0: for soccer for minutes
1: and also watch, watch this it. was um Formula 1 like no oh. yeah he didn't make it to the Formula 1 because it's very hard in terms of financing, right? But yeah, he it's
0: expensive.
1: It's expensive, mm-hmm. and he's from a town like close for two months. What so infrastructure? Okay, that. like
0: he had places to train and roads were okay. He
1: left the country when he was like 13 years oh, okay. old on his own to be able to because he was so good.
0: Yeah shouldn't have been driving at thirteen. <laughs> no. but, but hey, we'll forgive him. <laughs> He's from
1: the countryside, so he was driving in the countryside and they saw him like he was then doing um how do you call the the cart? Karting? Yeah, go karting. Yeah.
0: The small, small one. Gotcha.
1: So yeah. they saw someone saw him and there was this opportunity to, to for him to train in I think he moved to Italy. Right it's somewhere in Europe. Um yeah. But, you know, like, that's why, like, like, people support these people doing well back home because they know the amount, the huge amount of effort that it takes. And in general, we have state-owned enterprises, you know. Mm. And in general, they also support these, you know, by, by advertisement or stuff, but they keep nice. them money. Um,
0: nice, nice. No, actually, I think that's one... Although it's a very expensive sport to start, but maybe that's one thing we need to start looking at where I come from in Nigeria. Because the average driver, so you have to be 18 to get a license in Nigeria. Unlike the US, which is like 16. I think in yeah. Maryland, you can get a permit at 15 or something. Yeah. How old is it, the, the age limit to you? get a license? No, in Uruguay.
1: Back home is, it, I'm not sure right now, but it was 18 if you were from the city. Gotcha. And if you are from the countryside, it would be for. Um, 15, I think 15. you can get, uh, because yeah, you
0: gotcha. i yeah, just going to show that a lot of Nigerians know how to handle like the, the way they drive on the street. They should, <laughs> might as well go into formula <laughs> one because sometimes they, they race on the, and maneuver <laughs> and stuff. And it's not like the roads are perfect anyway, but Hey, that's just by the way. And, um, just talking about soccer again. Uh, so Copa America is currently ongoing. I think Uruguay is currently in the round of 16, I guess. Mm-hmm. Is it the quarterfinals or the round of 16? I'm I sure. think
1: we're is not sure. Is Copa America
0: 32 forward. teams or it's like less? Oh, yeah. I
1: have no idea. Um, <laughs> you no,
0: know, the World Cup, I always like use the World Cup. I think in Qatar, they want to increase it to like 64 teams or something ridiculous. Like, I don't know how many matches. Yeah, they,
1: they're increasing. I heard about that. But, yeah, I do watch all the games. And we make brackets and everything at the office and everything. But I'm not very... Yeah, I don't know about how many...
0: You know. cool. I mean, they are playing Peru. We're recording this podcast on the 29th of June, and Uruguay is playing Peru in a couple of hours, maybe an hour or two. I want you to predict, and I'll have it on tape, <laughs> <laughs> predict the scoreline. So after, I'll send you the clip after to know how well you did.
1: Yeah, well, this there is a, some background story. So Peru, it's not like a... Um, very strong team right now. Mm -hmm. And, but for us, every time that we think that it's an easy match, we don't do as well. So I would say that we're going to win, but just like one zero or something like that. That's it. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. She's she's being politically (laughs) correct. (laughs) No,
1: really. Like it's, and that's and sometimes we lose these games and you know like we in yeah, yeah Cop- copa america
0: is very unpredictable sometimes yeah um, it's v- like if it's a nas- it's a global event like of course argentina and brazil will come out there but in copa america sometimes you find mm-hmm. chile oh chile chicharito and all those guys they are good but you find like a random country beating like yeah. south american giants soccer, and so can you be like what who's more popular in uruguay uh, messi or ronaldo
1: I don't know. I would say that Messi because in Uruguay people is pretty humble, you know, and Messi is kind of like that, you know. Ren- Ronaldo loves is to Ron- show is off. Is Ronaldo
0: proud? Like, <laughs> the dude works for what he want, what he has. So I don't know. He's to me like I don't see him as proud. But maybe people just like because he like screams when he scores and he always you know he is a hard worker. But yeah, Messi is pretty good. I he guess. is
1: a hard worker, but also Messi is you know like all these
0: is talented. Like, he he doesn't seem as if he puts any effort into that. He just comes, like, naturally.
1: Yeah, but, you know, like, all the... That's... What I like about soccer is that, you know, like, in our countries, you know, the system sometimes doesn't provide opportunities for everyone, right? True. And soccer does. And the, and the huge amount of sacrifice that all these people put in there, you know, is... It's why, for me, they deserve to be where they are. And it's true, like, both of them um, are very talented and both of them um, sacrifice a lot to be there. But Ronaldo is just showing off all the time, everything that he has, while Messi is much more humble, you know, and... and,
0: Gotcha. (laughs) Are there any countries you've always wanted to go to uh, that you haven't been to yet?
1: I actually want to go to Africa
0: interesting
1: okay
0: actually, that's a first usually <laughs> people say a whole bunch of things that have you ever thought about going to africa you, you're right off the bat in africa
1: um where
0: in africa let's start from there
1: let's t- okay i want to go to tanzania because i have a oh, friend that lived there and uh, she told me it was um beautiful yeah yeah but actually i want i would like to you know like take a, maybe a month off or something and do road trip or something but I know that I'm not sure like actually I need advice from people from there because I have no idea (laughs) I
0: mean if you want to do a road trip I don't don't know if you can do a road trip around the whole continent so maybe East Africa okay so maybe you
1: can
0: maybe you can do a road trip like Kenya Tanzania and Kigali, Rwanda, I think. You can do like, uh, where is Zanzibar? Zanzibar is in Tanzania. So you can do like East African road trip. You can also do a West African road trip like Nigeria, Togo, Benin, Abidjan. Actually, I think a West African road trip. But for the first time, East Africa is really cool. Tanzania is cool. Then from Tanzania, you can get into Kenya again to um, other places. And the West African road trip is also cool. I'm not exactly sure about a South African road trip. I don't know how that yeah. scene is, how it works. But East and West Africa, yeah, you can definitely.
1: And would a month be good for that? Or?
0: Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, for one of those or both of those? Yeah, it should be, it should be enough. Yeah. I mean, if you just,
1: yeah, for one of those, like yeah, a yeah, month yeah. for
0: one of them, a month no of them, I mean, it, should, it depends on how long you're staying in each town. Right. So okay. if you drive there and you just stay like a day or two and you continue your road trip, I've actually wanted to do a road trip uh, around West Africa. I haven't done that yet, but a month is more than enough okay. to do that. In fact, you might be able to do it. So if you just spend like a day in each. Uh, driving through is not that like you can drive from Nigeria to Ghana in I think a day. And
1: what do people usually
0: do driving or like? Uh, or it depends. like businessmen who move goods around tend to use like uh, ground transport, but if you're just going for vacation or something you try to use plane. But driving to Ghana is like a day and Ghana takes you through about two countries. I think you have to go through like Togo. And Benet get to Ghana So that just gives you an idea Of Mm -hmm. you know um, So a day and you're ready That's driving straight without stopping Like a day So if you're stopping between each of those It would take me more Yeah maybe under a week you know.
1: And how would it be Because I'm thinking about doing this with a friend She's Colombian And she actually is my best friend From when we were living in Hong Kong So we did all the south of Asia together Really? She loves traveling But I'm thinking I'm having double Thoughts
0: about being two women doing a road trip in Africa. No, no. in in West Africa, you should be fine. East Africa also. I I can't speak for South Africa. I'm not saying it's bad. Mm -hmm. Just that I I don't have any experience or really know anyone um, who has gone there. I mean, of course, uh, typical, uh, regardless of whether I are a lady or a guy, uh, you know, try to travel during the day. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I hate to say this on the podcast, but, you know, try to have money. So, <laughs> get yourself out of sticky situations. <laughs> I mean, if you have I money. I am not American, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> also work <we're> home <laughs> Yeah, so if you have money, you're cool. Yeah, you yeah, pretty much cool. <laughs> so, yeah, just try. And, you know, you can try to go in a group also. If it's a car, um, you know, three, four people. It's no. also cool. Uh, yeah, some people do hostels and stuff. Yeah, it's pretty cool.
1: You know what? I joined the military.
0: As Wait, was that voluntary
1: or it's it was, required? No, no, no. It was voluntary and it was as a translator for the UN, how do you call it? The blue helmets?
0: Oh, um, like the peacekeeping yeah. guys. Okay. So but you still have to go through basic training, right?
1: You have to go through basic training. Actually, I, I was going to go to Congo. to. How do you,
0: um, I, I thought you said you were an only child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and your parents were like, "Okay." <laughs> My parents
1: didn't know until because I was I went all through the, the training, you know, everything. But like a month, no, maybe it was like two months before our like leave day, the day that we we're going to fly to Congo. Um, they they do like health checks, and I wasn't approved to go. You know, like I did all the training and everything, but. I, yeah, I had, um, hypothyroidism. I don't know how you say that, but,
0: yeah. The what? Know. What are you trying to say?
1: It's, it's like a genetic, it, it's not a disease, you know, it's like a condition that you're, um, I don't even know how to explain. What
0: well, does it affect your skin? your <laughs> It
1: affects tongue? your metabolism mostly, you know, like sometimes you, you're tired, um, so, it's like this gland that is producing, like it's overproducing or like producing less of.
0: Oh, I have no idea. I think yeah. I know what you're talking about, but I don't think no, I can no place you, a finger.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm not a health guy. <laughs> no, I, do, I go to is. the hospital. I don't even two know what
1: I have to so imagine. But the thing is that I couldn't go, and that's why I, I've been like. I mean, I, Well, while
0: you are still in the military, you couldn't just go on that trip.
1: I am still. No, actually, they sent me a letter last year that, like, if I was to continue being like enlisted, then I would have to, you know, like reply to the letter or something and I didn't. Yeah.
0: Oh wait, was uh, it Army, Air Force, uh maybe?
1: It oh, was branch. Army. Army, gotcha. Army. We have actually we're the most I think per capita, because we're very small, right? But we're the the highest contributors of um UN blue helmets in the world. Like, really?
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know. I would imagine like the U- UN blue helmets go all over the world where there are conflicts, but yeah. uh, the U- UN blue helmets, particularly in Africa, tend to be what? Yeah, people British, don't love them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Israeli, maybe. I don't know. I'm just, these are just things. That, I mean, I, my dad was in the military and he also did some of that stuff like in the 90s. Uh, But Africa also had, like, they they had, like, their joint operation with the UN and all that. So he had all that stuff. That's interesting to know. You you seem like a very deliberate individual. Like, I don't think that move was just you wanted to join the army just because you wanted to, like... International, you studied like international affairs, had all these scholarships, went to the specific countries to join the army to do this. Like, you, it seems like you're heading towards that uh, presidential palace. I don't know, what's it called, Uruguay? <laughs> <laughs> what's like the White House of Uruguay called? We don't called? have
1: one, actually. It's like um,
0: Casa, Casa de Presidente or something? Though? No,
1: we have, uh, yeah, like the the presidential building, you know, like the offices, but it's not like a house or anything.
0: Gotcha I mean, you never know, man You see what uh, Naib Naib Bukele In El Salvador Yeah Uh, He's what, 38 now?
1: 37? Oh, no But yeah, I don't think that he's A very good example I don't know I don't know anything
0: about him I just knew about him Because he was young And I was talking to my friend was yeah. from El Salvador and she okay. was like uh that you know uh, I think it's like western educated and is is kind of like so she was kind of like oh let's give him some time and see if he can really take care of like yeah. the gangs and some of all that other stuff but yeah that's yeah. by the
1: way no I know like I don't know if I want to uh, run for president at some point in my life actually I think I'm I mean I would have to learn a lot about it Life before getting to that, to there. So it would be like, feel like, yeah, like 50 or ann- 60. She, she doesn't want to
0: announce about <laughs> <laughs> no, the possibility.
1: Actually tomorrow, you know what? Tomorrow is the primaries, you know the way. And,
0: and there's a match today. And
1: there is a match today. Oh and that's what goodness. I'm saying. That I think is very bad because no one is focusing on the primaries. Everyone is focusing on the match. I'm not sure if people
0: even I mean, know they what they're use going to vote. Dude, you saw to do the advertising, man. That's yeah. So what you guys want to do, I've been speculating about your future, but what you want to do like long-term, I know your uh, economics uh I mean, come on. You're going to end up in government. Like, everything is just aligning for crying out loud. And all the research you are doing is even in Latin America. And you speak all these languages. So, obviously, um, foreign policy check, army service check, education <laughs> check, gender check.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, but what do you want to do? And seriously, in the future. Let's say in the near future. Let's not take it too far.
1: In Maybe the near 10 future, years. I, yeah. So, I... I'm working in the Inter-American Development Bank right now. Um, And I'm, as I was telling you before we started the podcast, I want to stay in the multilaterals for a while because I think a lot of the policies that we see in our countries, I actually, you know, like they have like a root here, you know, because we do like technical consultancies and stuff. Um, So I think in terms of the technical knowledge I can gain, it's yeah. Here is the place to be, you know. And I wanna stay at the IDB or at the World Bank. Um,
0: That's professionally, though.
1: Professionally, but also that in in terms of when, like, where when I wanna live and stuff. I'm like I can move, you know. Like if if I find like the right opportunity at the IDB or at the World Bank somewhere else in the region, it could be. Or at some point, I was uh, applying for. For some positions in, in South Africa that they had at the IFC. So oh, like really? in terms of that, I'm, I mean, yeah, I'm very focused on the professional side right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, your background already, your background shows that you're location agnostic. Yeah, you have lived in all these different countries, and you wanted to go to the Congo and backpack through West and East Africa. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's been very, very nice talking with you, um, getting to know a lot of interesting stuff. I feel like I'm forgetting the question. We have something that called Endgame, which we'll play in a minute. Uh, But before we do that, is there anything you kind of like want to say or, you know, you want to give a shout out to? I don't know, any general... I just want to say, just to give you an
1: opportunity to... Yeah, to, to speak. No, actually, I'm very grateful. I've also learned a lot. I've, yeah, I feel like in we could work more on finding, you know, like common things between Latin America and Africa because it's never, you know, like we, we don't have that kind of exchange. We I would never imagine that you would watch our telenovelas, for example.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> like, you'll be surprised. Like, a lot of things, and I'm sure even the cuisine is like... Like if I was to go to Uruguay, what would you advise me to try? Like,
1: meat. <laughs> Uruguay and meat is very good.
0: Okay, so no one's really a vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> like, but what's it called? What is there a particular type of meat? How it's made? Uh,
1: like, hot like, dog the or something? Meat very fresh, you know. And like, I can't do meat here. For example, like it's very expensive. If you want to have like a good piece of meat and back home, is, it's very fresh. It's everywhere. Yeah. yeah. It's everywhere, and it's very
0: good. No, but is is there a particular way meat is prepared and it has, like, a local name? For instance, if like, they grind, they, they like, grounded meat and it's called, I don't know, um, no. sometimes they have, Oh, okay, so it's just meat?
1: It's just meat and we do put, like, some salt in it and then yeah. we um, make barbecue with, with trees, right, like, with um, wood.
0: Oh, so, so so you like smoke the yeah, so we like, smoke. like a grill. Oh, we have we have stuffs like that. Yeah, yeah but it's, yeah, like if you go to Ghana, uh, it's fish, not meats, okay. but they like grill it like with a local barbecue kind of stuff, like tilapia fish, and you take it with uh, you can take it with like cocoyam or banku or things like that. So, oh, mm-hmm. huh, that's interesting. What about music?
1: I was thinking about that. I think music is where you can find the most things in common, because... Example, Shakuna, have, Shakira is from Colombia. Yeah, Shakira is <laughs> from Colombia. Gotcha. But, but in Uruguay, we have, like, the longest carnival in the world. It, it lasts for, like, two months. Wow. It's, it's long. And we have... So there are different things And this going. is in
0: uh, Montevideo, the capital?
1: No, it's all over the country, but mostly it's Montevideo. But okay. we have one thing that is called Candombe. Candombe. Yeah, and that's, like, a little percursion. Percussion? How do you call it? Percussion? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, I feel like sometimes when I'm listening to some music from Africa, I, I, hear, that. I hear that. Yeah, of
0: course. Um, and after, that's exactly what I like to do. Like immediately after every episode, I like to like trade YouTube links with my guests. So okay. you send me some of your music, I'll send you some of ours. Okay. And you know, hopefully that way... Um, people are still commenting on that Afrina Afrin, which is uh, Natasha re- that, recommended Afrina huh? Afrin, from Afrin, which is a Pakistani song, okay. uh, kind of like a remake of uh, a and I commented there that, oh, I'm from Nigeria, my friend recommended. Until t- today, I still get notifications in my email like people are oh, wow, you're from Nigeria, listen to our song. I have like 13 comments on that there on YouTube. But yeah, it's been, thank you for coming, it's been interesting. Uh, uh, the essence of this podcast is to talk to people from different backgrounds, uh, getting to know each other, because no matter how different we think we are, you know, we're all part of the same race, the human race, which is what I like to say. And there are always ways to draw similarities and uh, you know, share our experiences and hopefully build that bridge among cultures. But we like to be a little bit deliberate, uh, because most of the conversation we have on podcasts is like casuals. So we just get to know where you're from and now uh, guests tend to pick up one or two information. But we like to play something called Endgame. Okay. Uh, which, uh, is a deliberate way at knowing more about certain aspects of your background and hopefully, you know, passing that on to our audience. So are you ready? Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's test all that scholarship. <laughs> I'm just joking. Okay, so we start with a very easy one. Uh, what's the U- Uruguayan national? What do I call someone from Uruguay? Is it Uruguay, Uruguayan? Uruguayan. Yeah. Okay. What's the Uruguayan national currency?
1: Uruguayan peso.
0: Gotcha. Oh, it's specifically Uruguayan peso, because other countries also use the peso?
1: Yeah, we, for example, Colombia has Colombian peso. Oh.
0: Um,
1: yeah, peso is like used, Argentina has the Argentinian oh, so peso. Like, so yeah.
0: it's like the Australian dollar, American dollar. Exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, okay. And since you're so in tune with the multilaterals, can you name four multilateral organizations? <laughs> Maybe you want to explain what a multilateral is just for the benefits of people listening to this, like, does she work for the CIA? What the hell is the multilateral? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, actually, I don't know what the definition is of the multilateral organization. It's like, these are organizations um, made by different countries, right? Like, yeah. the owners are different countries and mm-hmm. And they, yeah, they don't, they are non-profits, right? Like they, and yeah, they look for development in specific regions.
0: Yeah, exactly. There's different countries coming together to promote certain objectives all due to development of all countries. Yeah. yeah
1: so. But actually you should look up what the definition, like the exact definition is. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I think
0: that's <laughs> that it. It's, a, it's an organization formed by a multilateral treaty agreed upon by different countries who come together to tackle issues affecting or common to all countries. That's like the layman. That's not a scholarly definition. That's not a Fulbright yeah. definition. But no. Yeah. That's a layman definition. I guess the most popular one you have out there is the UN, probably.
1: The UN. Yeah. The World Bank
0: is. Yeah. So you want okay? You've named the World Bank. Uh, maybe two others.
1: The World Bank. Well, the American Development Bank where I work. Mm-hmm. Um. The Asian Development Bank. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have also one in Africa, right? The African
0: yeah, the Development Afri- African Bank. Development Bank. Actually, it's, it's it's always a thing. Anytime I Google there's a, the name, so Asian Development Bank is ADB.
1: Yeah.
0: African Development Bank. It it's, was ADB, but now they are starting to use AFDB. AFDB. But I, I don't know.
1: I know it's super hard because it yeah you always get those two mixed because it's ADB. Actually,
0: well, not AFDB. Gotcha. And what's the nickname so next question. Mm-hmm. What's the nickname of the Uruguayan male soccer team? La
1: Celeste.
0: Exactly. Oh, the interesting. Team. The soccer. <laughs> so her soccer knowledge is on point. I actually thought it was La Celeste. I know it was Celeste. That's Celeste means
1: sky blue.
0: Yeah, which is like the colors the of colors, the yeah. the jersey, right? Sky blue jersey. Okay. Well what other soccer team nicknames do you know? What about the, I don't know, what was the easy one? Uh, uh, English soccer team, for instance. This is just a
1: follow on question. I have no idea. I just know the way it went. No, I know. No, actually, I don't know any other Oh, I
0: should teach yeah, that two. I should teach you the English. is three lions. Uh, okay. Th- uh, I think the U.S. soccer team is the Yanks. But the two you must know is the Ghanaian soccer team and the South African okay. soccer team. So the Ghanaian soccer team are nicknamed the Black Stars. Okay. And the South African soccer team has the best nickname, in my opinion. They are called the Bafana Bafana.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, which is kind of like, uh, I think it's Swahili, actually, but I'm not sure. Okay.
1: I would have loved to have gone to that World
0: Cup. Yeah, I I know, right? That it was the best World Cup ever. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know how many tourists to be in Qatar actually. It was.
1: It's gonna be too hot. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I don't know like how many people like travel to Qatar and Russia was cool also. But anyway, let's see. USA, Mexico, and Canada is 2026. Yeah. So that might be cool. Get to travel between all three countries. See what's up. Yeah. Okay, thank you for coming on the podcast. Uh, is there anyone, um, now that you like have a, uh, an understanding of what the podcast is about and objective, is there anyone you can recommend to be on a future episode, just like Natasha did for you? Someone from a different background who has an interesting mm-hmm. story, all that good stuff?
1: Well, I, someone that has yeah, a, different, a different background, but it's not that different to mine. But he's Taiwanese. Mm hmm. Uh, he lived in Uruguay, which is weird, <laughs> for like six months, and he's now here at the, at, at, at Washington, he's just working. Okay.
0: Um,
1: yeah, he's,
0: yeah. What's his name?
1: He's called Albert Lai.
0: Albert Lai. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I guess we'll, we can set that up, uh, since it's local within the area, we can set yeah. that up, uh, for a weekend. that along. All right. Thank you very much for coming. Do uh, Do you, do you want to drop your social media handles or anything?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, my Instagram is Romina Ferreira, which is my name. You can write it down there, and then you can find me on LinkedIn as well. Yeah.
0: Twitter. Twitter. All, that, all so. of that. It's all Romina Ferreira. Also, oh, your real name on all social media. She's running for president. I'm telling you guys, (laughs) she's already laying the ground. I'm just kidding. So, yeah, you guys pull uh, Romina Ferreira on uh, all platforms. (laughs) And if Uruguay doesn't beat Peru, if she's incorrect with her prediction, you can like tell her that no, you were wrong or something. In the meantime, also follow Culture Class Podcast everywhere. Also, uh, Twitter is Culture Class Pod. Everywhere else is Culture Class Podcast. Uh, Send us an email, cultureclasspodcast at gmail.com. And, yeah, tell us what you think about the show. Uh, Reach out to previous guests. uh, Interact. That's the essence of the podcast. And, yeah, have a great day.